0: Download the
1: Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Final hour of Grant and Danny on 106.7 The Fan. The big one, your biggest story in D.C. sports at 1 o'clock every day today, is actually off the field, or in this case, off the floor. And in the broadcast booth where the Washington Post last night reported that Steve Buckantz would not be back as the face, the voice of the Washington Wizards. And just saying that feels weird as someone who has grown up watching Buck, idolizing Buck for 22 years calling Wizards games now. He joins us on the Mattress Warehouse Hotline. So, Steve, first of all, thanks for carving out some time on what has been a crazy day for you, I'm sure. Uh, Why don't we start with, I mean, have you heard formally and officially that this is, in fact, what's happening? Is this just a report where this is what they've heard? Where are we at as far as what you've been told?
0: Well, from my uh, perspective, yes, I heard officially from uh, the uh, my boss at NBC Sports Washington last night that they were, in fact, uh, to use his words, going in a different direction. I like to say going in the same direction with a different person. But, uh, yeah, that seems to be the, the phrase when somebody is uh, let go, that they're going in a different direction. So, yeah, that that is official.
1: 22 yeah. years, Steve, that we've watched you. We've welcomed you into our living rooms. You've come with us as, as we've gone you know all over the the place to cookouts and hanging out with friends as we're watching the Wizards. How, how did this play out in the sense of take us back to the beginning? I, I know you you had mentioned originally your option was not initially picked up. Were you still hopeful over the last few weeks that it could work out? Did you know that you weren't going to be calling games? Going to give us the lay of the land here the last few months.
0: Well, uh, I guess it started in uh, in February when uh, my attorney and I went to our folks at NBC Sports Washington to ask if, in fact, you know, what, what they were going to do because there was a March 1st deadline for them to uh, either pick up that third year or not. And that's when they told us they weren't. Uh, and that's really how the process sort of got started. And then, <clears throat> you know, through it becoming public, um, that's when people sort of found out. Now, you know they had said to me at the time that uh you know the door would still be open <clears throat> for a possible return um but um i think the longer we got into the process uh the the you know the, the more that door seemed to be closing on me and uh eventually you know slammed shut so i think that um i don't know if uh, uh them telling me the door was still open if that really was ever a, a fact i think you know uh, you know the fact that so many guys were interviewed for the job would uh, lend you to believe that I would not be under consideration. Although I thought about going down there and knocking on the door and seeing if I could audition.
2: <laughs> Steve Buck has, of course, the former voice of Navy football from 1991 to 1997. Several
0: great. And Pete, you're doing there. a great job with that job. I you're doing a great that. job. I appreciate yep.
2: that, pal. First of all, hope your mom is well. And I know when we watch these. Uh, these shows, you know, we watch players come in and talk to general managers and, you know, they'll tell them one reason or another why uh, they're going to move on from the player. Did did anybody there ever say to you, hey, here's why we're moving on? Did someone uh, in their opinion feel there was a reduction in your skill set as we do to a player? Was that ever uh, transmitted to you in, in any way? Uh, because that's usually what happens when people make a change, certainly of this significance, because, as Grant mentioned, I mean, you've given 22 years uh, of your career uh, to this position.
0: Yeah, Pete, that's an insightful question, because um, uh, that that no one did ever say that to me. The The only thing that was ever said or even hinted at was that perhaps it was that they were looking at this broadcast, and the long term of this broadcast, all three of us—me, Kara, and Chris Miller—and um, uh, and the only thing that was hinted to me was that uh, perhaps there might have been a chemistry issue with me and Kara, which I never agreed with. I mean, the first year we were together, obviously, that you know you're going through a learning process with someone. After I'd been with Phil for twenty two for twenty years, uh, so that was kind of a learning process between she and I Uh, and then last year I actually thought our chemistry was pretty good Um, and then of course she went on to be a coach of the Celtics so that sort of blows that theory out of the water at this point she's no longer here and I'm still hanging around so that was the only thing that was said to me I mean you know look I don't know if this is a an age thing or whatever uh but certainly if it is nobody's going to come out and say that to anyone and no one said that to me and no one no one ever said anything about uh skill set or or anything like that now having said that you know i'm not there and the powers that be had they wanted me to be there i would still be there so somebody probably at this point doesn't like what i do and that's that's probably the most hurtful thing of this whole process because all of my colleagues and my counterparts, whether they be Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor with Wizards Radio, Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan with the Capitals Hockey, who are you know the best announcers there are in in, in all of hockey, and John Walton, who's fantastic, uh, they're all you know universally loved, and everybody loves them, and rightly so, uh, and the powers that be you know love them, but. Somebody up there didn't love me enough to keep me, and that's, that's the most, I think, in the 22 years I've done this, that's the most hurtful thing.
2: Steve, we know in part of this, too, when it's a network and team, team has some say in this. Have you heard from anybody team, from team, Monumental team, Sports?
0: Team has all say in this. Let's not be mistaken about that. Uh, There was a reason that John Miller was fired from the Orioles, the best announcer in all of baseball. Uh, He wasn't enough of a homer and he was let go. Mel Proctor in the same situation, two of the best announcers there are Marv Albert with the Knicks. I mean, can you be any more synonymous with the Knicks than Marv Albert, a legend and let go from the team? So uh, listen, don't kid yourself. Uh, Let me ask you a question. If, If somebody from our company had gone up to Ted and Zach and said, "Uh, listen, you know, we're thinking about changing the hockey announcers because I'm just not sure about them. You don't think he would have looked them right in the face and said, "Uh, uh, that's not happening. Well, that didn't happen here. So that's unfortunate. And that's the most hurtful thing. And I have not heard from Ted or Zach at all since this has happened or since this whole process even began. And that's also hurtful.
1: Steve Buckants on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Do you feel like – I want to go back and double-click on something you mentioned. Yeah. Do you feel like you weren't team-friendly enough as a perception maybe from the team side? I, look, I'm not going to call you a homer, but I always – part of what I enjoyed is you didn't have to say the team was playing badly. In your tone, I always liked the, and the Wizards trail by 11. Like, you called it down the line. I thought there was there was some candor, but – you were our guy. Everyone knew you wanted the Wizards to win. No. Did you feel like that what that maybe you you were too hard on them at times in the eyes of some
0: well, that's that's a really great question, um, Grant. Because um, and and Pete can speak to this as well because he does this also. You you walk a very fine line as a play-by-play guy. Uh, we 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 have this discussion all the time. Me and my colleagues, Dave and Glenn and those guys. We you know and and Ernie is a very good friend of mine and Ernie and I have a great relationship and I enjoyed all of his 16 years there. Uh, but you know we would always kid around and say you know you can say. Uh, you can say 99 positive things about the team, but the one negative thing you say that's what will, you know, resonate with the general manager and perhaps the owners or whoever. Uh, so yeah, you got to walk that fine line. Now, having said that, I've always prided myself, whether it be at Channel 5 and reporting on the Redskins for 14 years or whatever, always sort of prided myself in being objective and, uh, not being, I mean, look, when you're the, the broadcaster of a local team, it's okay to be a homer, it's okay to root for the team. As long as you remain objective, that's the key for me. So, you know, listen, I'm going to go crazy when the Wizards win. I, I mean, I'm the biggest fan there is. Uh, but you have to remain objective about the whole thing so that when a, there's a whistle blown and there's a call made, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, that's, that's clearly a bad call. If, if it's clearly the right call, you've got to say that. And so I've always sort of prided myself, whether it be reporting on the skins or whatever it happened to be or doing the Wizards for the last 22 years and being objective. Now, sometimes that would come through. But listen, I'm going back to 1967 when I was 12 years old and my parents used to take me to the Baltimore Civic Center to see Earl Monroe and Gus Johnson and the Bullets play. Uh, That's how long I've been a fan. So my passion goes from those years uh, through being a fan to being a sportscaster to being a play-by-play guy, and and you know, listen, that passion is going to come through. And when the team is is playing horribly, I got to um, I got to call that out. You know, that's got to be the thing. So, uh, but but you but you have to be careful. You can't uh, be derogatory. You you know the, the 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 word you hear us use most of the time when the team is not playing well is challenging is challenged. They they're really challenged tonight. Uh, You don't hear us say, you know, they're horrible or they suck. I I, I got censured once for saying uh, uh, the the Wizards were embarrassed in Charlotte in my first year when they were down by 30 points in the first quarter. And I heard about it the next day. uh, Don't say embarrassing. And so um, it's that kind of thing. You you kind of walk a fine line. But I, I like to think I was always passionate about it, whether they were playing well or they weren't playing well.
1: Yeah, I Steve, Steve, the industry's changing in a lot of ways, right? And the, the, the team element with the broadcast is part of it. But another way that it's changing, and, and I want to get into this with you here, if, if you don't mind. I, I, it wouldn't be respectful. I'm, I'm not going to get into the specifics of any negotiation that would have happened. But I was talking earlier with Scott Allen, who reported on this last night. And there's going to be a time, probably the next year or two, where I'll lose this gig, and they're just going to hire someone for a lot less money, who's a lot less experienced because that's how everyone's trending. And you look at, like, local TV, which you were once in, and you had all these icons that were making a half million dollars to be Ron Burgundy, and now it's a bunch of people that, you know, make one-fifth of that, you know, out of school or out of another market that aren't as recognizable. What do you say to someone who says, Buckhantz for 22 years was a legend, was an icon, but maybe they just want to go younger, cheaper, and, like, that's what all businesses are doing. What's your reaction to that?
0: Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, Clearly, someone that uh, runs a team or owns a team or owns a network can have the um, the uh, the right to do that. If that's the direction they want to take. Absolutely. I mean, listen, you know, you can't you can't sue somebody for saying they want to make a change uh, and that's their right to do that. But then you go beyond that as a journalist or just uh, someone with curiosity and you ask yourself, well, then why? Uh, As I as I described to um, to the folks at my company when we had this conversation and I and they've been pretty much above board all the time with me, other than stringing me along for five months. Um, You know, I I said to them, listen, man, there's twenty nine other guys in the league who do what I do. And they're all really, really good at it. They're skilled, broadcast, professional play-by-play guys. And very few guys are, are tampered with. Uh, nobody's going up to, uh, you know, Mike Breen in New York or Ryan Eagle in Brooklyn or Mike Gorman in Boston or Mark Zumoff in Philadelphia and saying, hey, you know, you guys been around 25, 30, 35 years. I think maybe it's time we, we take a look at something else. With play-by-play and you have a skilled play-by-play guy, And that guy's been around and made an impact in your market for a lot of years. Very rarely do they get tampered with. Um, Now, look, that doesn't mean changes can't be made. And there have been changes made. But I will say this in the 22 years I've been doing the Wizards, I've only seen two guys basically replaced. One was in Charlotte and one was in Portland. Uh, and everybody else is still working. I mean, Ralph Lawler just retired, and this guy's 84 years old. So when you get to that job as a skilled play-by-play guy, uh, very rarely does does that happen. Now, does that mean that they can't come along and say, hey, look, we want to make a change, we want to be younger? They're not going to say they want to be younger, but but they they certainly have the right to do that. So that's that's how I would react to that, Grant.
2: You know, Stephen, today's social media aspect, we, we find out a lot more, we get a lot more response from our audience to see the outpouring of support that there's been there for you and Phil over, over the last couple of years based on both of your situations. Now, uh, what what has that meant to you to, to know that the connection you thought you felt with your audience has turned out to be uh, every bit as true as you thought it might be?
0: Say that again, Pete. I'm sorry I was interrupted by someone. Please Just say the, that again. The
1: social media reaction and and what you've gotten as an outpouring with, from your audience.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, it's been... Overwhelming to me um, and look i i 'm not naive enough to think that there aren 't some people that don 't like me as a broadcaster, like you guys were talking about before. You know not everybody 's going to love what you do, um, but for the most part, from what i 've seen in the in the hundreds of tweets that i 've that i 've watched and looked at, uh, people have been. I mean, just so supportive and caring, and 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 angry and whatever. Uh, and and I got to tell you, man, I I hope if any of those folks are listening now that they understand how I feel about that because I've seen every one of them, and I appreciate the love and the support, and um, it means the world to me. It doesn't change a whole lot, but it means the world to, to see how people think about that. And listen, I grew up the same way, you know, watching Jim Carvelis and, and Tony Roberts do Bullets games. And I mean, you you grow up with a certain person, you become very comfortable with that person, and you, you want to see them and hear them all the time. And so to see the outpouring of support from people has just been unbelievable, man. And I, I, again, I can't thank people enough. I hope they know that. I wish I could respond to every single tweet. Uh so maybe in in some fashion i'm doing that now and um, i just want to thank the people that have done that they've just been unbelievable but it's just uh it's tough man i've been a, a bullets fan since i was 12 and and uh loved what i did i was blessed to do that job that was one of the great jobs in in dc or any local market to work at that level with the best athletes in the world and be privileged to be on the inside to see things that nobody else saw, whether it was with Michael Jordan or Gilbert Arenas or John Wall or whoever it happened to be. And I was privy to that. And not only that, but to work with a guy like Phil Chenier for 20 years, uh, they don't get any better than him. So, you know, my thanks to, um, to Abe Polin and Susan O'Malley for the opportunity and to Jody Shapiro at HTS when I first came on board. And, um, and uh, it was just, you know, I was blessed, man. I was really blessed to have that job.
1: Couple of moments left with Steve Buckantz. Will you be able to watch? Will you still be a fan?
0: Uh, will I be a fan? Uh, I'll always be a Bullets fan, just like I always be a Redskins fan, and 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 uh, it's it's hard to kind of take that away once you're once you have that in you. Will I will I will I watch? Uh, I'm not sure.
1: What do you think you'll miss most about calling the games?
0: The camaraderie of the guys. Um, and I'm not just talking about the on-air guys. I'm talking about, you know, the guys in the Wizards, you know, the the, the equipment guys, Jerry Walter and Rob Suller and the guys we traveled with and, you know, the Jackie Miles and, uh, you know, uh, Zach Bolno, our former PR guy and Scott Hall and all, all the PR people now and. Katia Coleman and all, you know, the the folks in the front office and the folks and the security people at the game. I mean, you be, you know, these people on a first name basis are our, our stage manager, Lori Green. I mean, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm there are people I'm not mentioning and I don't mean to do it on purpose, but there's hundreds and that that's. To me, I'll miss that more than anything. Uh, the games were great, and I love calling the games, but you meet so many beautiful and wonderful people that you get to know on a first-name basis. Like I said, I'm talking about security people and people in the, on the press row and our buddy Marty Aronoff and all of these people. I'll just miss the day-to-day interaction with them. Uh, and calling the games were great, and I loved it, but that that's what I'll miss most. Steve, how much do you want to keep working? Great question, Pete. Um is your job available anytime soon? <laughs> I go back to doing Navy football in a minute, man. Uh, th- th- no, truthfully, that was one of that was one of the great uh, things I ever did, and I know you feel the same way. There's nothing. Like, first of all, Navy's different, you know, all the military schools are different than regular colleges and all the kids are wonderful, you know, rocket scientists and whatever. But doing There's nothing like doing an Army Navy game. That is the most emotional thing you can do. And it was fabulous. So, uh, you know, what I go back to thinking about uh, college, uh, uh, you know, football or basketball, radio, maybe. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I would think about doing that.
1: Well, Steve, we'll be tracking it. We'll be monitoring it closely, and and it's cool for me, I guess, in in a weird way today to have the opportunity that I'm sure so many wish that they had is there's a generation of Wizards fans. There was a time where I was watching games, and the team was terrible, and and you and Phil were the reason I tuned in, and you made me the fan of this team that I was, and you're a big reason why I was writing Mitch Richmond on on my notebook paper (laughs) on on my fourth-grade assignments. appreciate everything. Thank you for the memories. This is a a dagger, and we appreciate you coming on.
0: Grant, Pete, thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll see you down the road in the near
1: future. Absolutely. Steve Buckantz, the great longtime Wizards broadcaster, confirming here that his 22-year run is over. And none of my assessments on Steve, I'll just say really quickly, have anything to do with Justin Kutcher, who I hope the best for, and I hope he has a great lengthy run in his own right. I think he's a terrific young broadcaster. But it's just—it's a tough day if you're a Wizards fan. They've decided to go in a different direction. Grant and Danny with Pete hanging out for Danny on vacation on the fan.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.